There have only been three names attached to Georgia football venues since the team started playing football in 1892. Dr. Charles Hurdy, Dr. Sedman Stanford, and now Coach Vince Dooley, who joins us on WSB. And, Coach, that's, uh, that's a pretty impressive company there. <laughs> well, I'd say, as a historian myself, I know that uh, Dr. Hurdy was the father of Georgia football, then Professor Sanford, president, who was the one that was that started the red-black, which was... Uh, actually the organ for football. He was sort of the athletic representative as well. Then he became chancellor, and he was the one more than anybody that got that stadium to be built, particularly after going over and getting beat by Georgia Tech, where they had a had the, the big stadium, and we didn't have one. So, yeah, those are two great names. Ninety years after that stadium was built, your name is, is going to be put on it. It's been a couple of months now since the, the announcement. So how does, how does Dooley feel at Sanford Stadium sound now? Well, it, uh, it's, I'm proud of that, but I'm uh, more proud uh, is the fact that uh, it's something that will uh, be very, very special to my family uh, for generations to come, hopefully. And uh, and in just as important for all the football players that uh, that I've had the privilege of uh, coaching that played on that field that actually made it happen. Without them, it would never have happened. So they share into that. And then when you start thinking about uh, some of the great supporters, the Bulldog supporters, uh, I'm sure they're proud. And then all those that uh, have been on that field, the uh, uh, the cheerleaders, uh, the bands, uh, all the uh, support staff, uh, the trainers, the managers, uh, all of them are a part of it. And uh, so I'm very proud to share that with them. How many of those people have you heard from in the last few months? Well, they've, I've heard from a lot of them, and I've gotten back with most of them. Uh, but I'm looking forward to seeing many of them that are, are going to be uh, at the ball game, they tell me. Has it sunk in yet? What's going to happen on September sixth? Well, I don't really know the de- the details. Uh, and I, they had called me about having an event on f- Friday night before the game, and I said that's fine. Uh, and wanted to know who we wanted to invite. In addition, of course, my family and grandchildren, uh, and uh, they. Uh, they said that what they're thinking about is getting the captains to be on the field uh, before the game around the G. And I said, well, whatever y'all decide to do is fine with me. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be there and proud to be there. You spend any time thinking about what you're going to say in your speech yet? Well, not really. I don't think I need to uh, say very much uh, on, the, uh, uh, on the field. Um, except thanks, Uh, but the night before, uh, where there'll be, I understand, all the lettermen are coming back and some other special guests, uh, and I'll uh, say a few words then, Um, and it mostly will be thank you uh, and probably expressing what I've already expressed to you, how that all these people, particularly the football players, that they're a part of that and will share in it. Any particular conversations or messages you've had with those those former lettermen in the last couple of months? Uh, 
Well, there's been a big movement by them early on to uh, make this happen uh, in the way of uh, either a a narrative or an opinion uh, or a group or or some press release. Um, And uh, I have always been thankful for that, but I never tried to encourage that uh, and never ever commented on it except privately to thank them for their support. How did you find out? <laughs> well, um, I was quite surprised. I, I felt like that uh, one day that might happen, but I told my wife that I may not be around when it did. <laughs> um, but uh, Greg McGarity, athletic director, called and said he was going somewhere and wanted to drop by, wanted to ask me something, which wasn't unusual. Um, So I said, uh, come on, I'm going to be working in my garden. And sure enough, uh, here comes Greg down the driveway, but uh, he wasn't by himself. He had the president with him. And uh, here I was out in in the garden in the yard working, and uh, so my immediate thought, you know, what's, what's going on? Either something bad or something good might happen. <clears throat> Fortunately, it was good. He came in the kitchen, and um, my wife was there. Barbara was cooking. And uh, he proceeded to say that uh, they're recommending to the board that uh, the field will be named in my honor. And I was moved, uh, but... My wife is a much more emotional than I am, and she just started screaming and then started crying, and then she started hugging Coach Dr. Moorhead and then Greg. She forgot to hug me, but she hugged them. So anyway, that's how we found out. You were hired 55 years ago here, and that and that building's changed quite a bit since then. How, how does the stadium you started in compare to the one that's over there now? Well, what has been great about the stadium, because it's been increased by over 50,000 uh, seats, is that every increase we had blends very well into the conformity of the original stadium. So it's really a beautiful stadium. It doesn't look like it's been added on. But there's been over 50,000 seats added since I came. Uh, But, again, all in conformity with the rest of the stadium. So it's a magnificent stadium. I don't think there's a bad seat in the house. Uh, And it opens up to the campus, which uh, is great. So it's it's a beautiful place, and I'm proud of it. It is amazing that that, that 90 years ago, they had enough forethought to pick that spot, the perfect setting into the into the ground and that little depression there that would have fit perfectly with the way the campus has been built up since then. Well, I think that uh, they did a little study. I think North Carolina might have been an influence. Uh, had be, They had built their stadium uh, in a ravine, uh, and uh, so it just so happened that we had a great ravine right on campus, uh, and... Uh, Underneath this Tanyard Creek that runs underneath it, uh, and uh, it, it, the, the site selection was just magnificent, and it still is today, right in the middle of the campus. So many of them uh, campuses uh, uh, don't have room for the stadium, and, and a lot of times we 
get crowded, uh, and they move the stadium off. Uh, for instance, Indiana's stadium is five or ten miles outside of the, of the main campus. But it's great to be able to have it right in the heart um, and uh, to be available for football games and graduation. As good as the location is, what what is your favorite memory in that place? Gosh, I've got so many uh, memories um, before I came here, some not so good. Um, the latest one is, that was not so good, but now it's good is when Fran Tarkenton threw the touchdown pass against Auburn, where I was coaching at the time, uh, and uh, to win a, an unexpected championship for Georgia. And now it's uh, a great thing for me being a part of it. Talking to Georgia coach Vince Dooley as we get ready to see his name put on Sanford Stadium on the field. That's the good that's happened in the, in the stadium. What was the worst part about that building in the old days when you first got here? Well, the... <laughs> The, I think the worst part was that there was a, some old, and I mean old, maybe ancient, uh, lights in the stadium that, uh, that was used for practice. And the first thing, and when I used to scout Georgia and would get films, uh, I couldn't see what was going on because it, they were filming behind a, a light pole that was in the middle of the film, which would hide some of the players. In any event, that's the first thing we did after we being the athletic director, uh, Joe Leaves, who hired me, uh, that we got rid of those lights. We actually moved them to our practice field and used them for many, many years in our practice fields. But uh, we got rid of that, and most of the games were played in the daytime until around the uh, 80s, and that's when we put in a uh, full lighting that's just been magnificent for all the night games we've uh, we've had, but uh, the stadium need, needed some attention, and uh, and then fortunately by the third year we won a championship, and so that was the first big addition. We double decked it, uh, and then it went from there all the way up to the biggest addition when we added almost twenty thousand seats to close in the end zone. Uh, which was good, but it was not one good for the track people. The track people were those that took pride in watching the ball game for many, many years on the track. And, uh, which they may or may not have had to pay for. <laughs> well, they didn't have to pay for it at all. When we decided to close it in, I remember some coming by had a signed petition because saying that this was a great tradition uh, and uh, that it was well-known. Uh, and I said, well, it is a wonderful tradition. It is well known, and y'all have been great, except you've been having free seats for all these many years. So anyway, uh, we've had a lot of great traditions uh, at Georgia, and that was one of them. Kirby Smart now has about 10 different practice fields he can use. How, how much in the early days did you use that stadium outside of the game? We, uh, we had good practice fields here. Uh, the Navy uh, had uh, built some fields during the war and uh, turned it over to Georgia. So we really had good practice fields here. Uh, we were able to use the stadium for scrimmages and what have you. But uh, early on, before that, before the uh, World War II and the Navy coming and building those fields, uh, the practice field for Georgia uh, half the time was at the stadium. 
and uh, the practice field was very close to the stadium. But the practice fields were great here. Uh, and uh, since that time, uh, there's been some additions to it. Uh, but uh, in those early days, uh, we used the stadium uh, between the hedges, which uh, the uh, the team always took a, a great deal of pride in playing between the hedges. Is you, you mentioned that the Tanyard Creek runs under the stadium, and not a lot of people know that. Is there is there anything else about the stadium that that a lot of people don't know about? Well, the it's true that uh, Tanyard Creek, and you can actually walk underneath it. Uh, all the way to the other end, but you got to be careful. You may go into the Oconee River if you keep walking. Uh, but it's a huge uh, area. Almost you could drive a, 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 an automobile under it. Uh, but they had a great foresight uh, in picking that uh, site and then the building up of the stands along the bank uh, back in... Uh, in 1929, I guess, was the first uh, first game, the Yale game against with Yale. Uh, but the stadium today is just a magnificent stadium. Again, as I mentioned, that every addition uh, has been in conformity with the original stadium, and it really is beautiful. It doesn't look like it's been added on to or patched, uh, as some stadiums are. Is there anything about the stadium you'd change? Uh, I don't know. Uh, there has not been any additions uh, to the stadium uh, since, uh, quote, I retired. Uh, and perhaps that's the right thing. Uh, the, the crowds have kind of leveled off. It haven't had that quite the explosion that we had uh, during the 80s and late 70s. Uh, but... Uh, I hope that uh, we never close it in at one end. I, I think you can add to it in a lot of other ways. If we're going to add uh, 10 more thousand, I'd like to see us one day go over 100,000. But in doing so, always keep that open space to the campus. Is that kind of the, the one thing? Larry, don't, don't touch that. Leave that end zone open. Well, that's my thought, but uh, I'm not in a position to do more than just thinking in this day and time. Uh, so that's in the hands and and uh, for the decision uh, of the administrators that I'm not a part of now. Why is that aspect of it so special to you? Well, I think because it opens to the campus, and that's what we're all about. We're, we're about the campus, and I, I think it's a beautiful setting. Uh, and it also uh, provides people that walk across the bridge uh, during the summertime or on weekends when we're not playing football to just stand and and look and at the stadium. It's, it's an impressive thing, and if for so many people it uh, brings back memories of the, when they were in school, uh, memories of days gone by, but but a, a, a great feeling to be able to stand there and look at that stadium and think about. Uh, the wonderful past that uh, a lot of people have had. Well, Coach, uh, on behalf of WSB, it's been a long partnership with you for many decades, and uh, congratulations on uh, getting the field. I know it is a, a well-deserved honor, and uh, and we're proud to be part of it. Well, thank you, and we've had, and I've certainly had a long relationship with WSB, and uh, hope to continue many, many more years. Thank you. That's Coach Vince Dooley on the home of the Dogs, ninety-five point five WSB. 
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.